This is Tony. And this is Andy. And this is Yenzanat. Hello there, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Yenzanat. I am your co-host, Andy, followed by your host, the most supreme Tony ever. That doesn't get old. I love it. Every <laughs> time we say that, it just sends a shiver up my spine. And I think, yes, that is correct. Um, at some point, we are going to have t-shirts made. Nice. Definitely. Most supreme Tony ever. And then just a little like thumbs up with you <laughs> or not, you know. <laughs> oh, absolutely. No, it, I think it would have to be an image of the community thumbs up. Yes. Do you remember the the episode where they were trying to refresh the TV commercial and it was the commercial from the 80s? Yeah, the guy had like the the really awkward pose and the weird gym shorts and stuff. Yeah, I'm going to recreate that because that was just spectacular. Yeah, actually in that if I remember correctly in that little commercial in that episode, the guy who did that or one of the, at least one of the guys in that commercial was um, Captain Awesome from Chuck. It was Chuck's sister's husband. And I just thought it was odd that like out of all places, you know, I mean, he was in Chuck and then I saw him in that commercial in Community. So I don't know what happened to his career, but you know, he's oh, out how there. I'd, if just a bit spot in either one of those shows, that would have been spectacular. Hell yeah. As an actor, I want to be on both of those. Well, yeah. I mean, I loved Chuck. Chuck was a great show. And Community was community was fucking awesome. I mean, most of it. Like the last year, not as much, but there were some gems, but very, <laughs> they, they, they were very rare. <laughs> and it's, the last season, I think, was all right for what it was. Yeah, you lost some of the major players in there. You bet Nicole Brown only had a cameo because she was busy. Donald Glover had left. Chevy Chase's character was killed off. But some of the folks that they brought in for this last season, it was a different dynamic. And they mm -hmm. were pointing towards different arcs. But yeah, there were some really good episodes in there. If you get past the like, this isn't the community group that I love. Yeah, I mean, okay. They were good episodes. They were good TV episodes. But if you were looking for vintage community, say season one through three, you know, you weren't finding it. Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. If I were going to introduce a new person to community, I certainly wouldn't start with the last episode because it doesn't mm -hmm. really grab you like those first couple of uh, seasons. But yeah, it certainly wasn't the abandoned season of scrubs no that i don't even think i watched it because it was just it was known it was bad just bad and and it sucks because i liked the characters and everybody who was involved on in the show and a lot of those people went on to do uh, i mean other different things but uh the i think the writer co-creator uh, or whatever he went on and did cougar town which I loved Cougar Town. I don't care what anyone else says about it. But And um, for the record, that guy's name who plays uh, Captain Awesome, his name is Ryan McPartland. And yeah, he has been in some other things, but uh, he's best known for Chuck. <laughs> yeah, Hollywood is a feast or famine business. Yeah, you get on like a good show and you have you have an income, you're... You're out there on, you know, people know who you are. You know, you see you on your street. It's like Captain Awesome. How you doing? 
now it's just uh, uh, there, there's know. an equal chance that you will have seen captain awesome on tv one night and the next night he is your mater d yeah or your bartender that's yeah. the way that it is with folks who aren't like a listers i mean i'm looking and he has been in some other things and that looks like one of those like hallmark we do like 60 christmas uh, movies a year mm-hmm. and that's one of the sad christmas movies that you get to see this year shitty rom-coms that uh, are turned out a dime a dozen yeah I will say this again, and I know I've talked about it uh, on the podcast before, but re- I have been rewatching You're the Worst on Hulu. And anyone who hasn't seen that show, you need to watch it. It's great. It is so fucking fantastic. Aya Cash just plays this awesome fucking train wreck, and she does it so well. And I can't say enough good things about it because I just... I love that character. It, both characters, the main characters are, are awesome, but even like Edgar and um, uh, the other chick, uh, you know, I mean, it's all, it's all very well cast and, and well done. And I just, I love the show. I, I probably rewatched all of it. I, I still have like three episodes left and, but that's been like two days worth of watching <laughs> You know, because it's just so good and you just get sucked into the story. And it's just these people are horrible, but they're just good. And it, it just it's, it's a great show. Marathon binging, huh? Yes. Did you watch that show? I gave it the routine three episodes and then deleted it from my Hulu library. Oh, you missed out. It's didn't hook me. And I hated the characters. Really? So hated them. Yeah. So at that point, it's a lost cause but they're so horrible that's why you gotta exactly it's why i fucking hated them <sighs> they not weren't hearing ever... at all to me so i watched it and was like okay that simply not for me and mm, okay well if you you they grow into something different i mean they're still bad but i don't know i just i just i love the show it's great i thought it was great writing and okay well you had it here first. Here's a disagreement <laughs> on <laughs> onions and that. It's not the first, not yeah. the last. Yeah, no, it was like I said, you had recommended it the last time you talked about it on the podcast and I loaded it up on Hulu because it was right there to check out and watch the pilot, watch a couple of episodes. That's the usual routine when somebody recommends something and I think that there's an inkling that I might enjoy it. Yeah, I'll give it a couple of episodes because everybody knows or everybody at least expects that the pilot is going to be a little rough. You're learning who the characters are. You're learning the dynamics of the situation and the setting to understand what is going on in the show. Sometimes it grabs you then. Sometimes you need a little bit of extra time. But by the third episode or two and a half hours or three hours of the series, you're going to know pretty well whether that's a show for you or not. Sometimes, yeah, there's enough growth that I'm like, I'm on board. Let's go. Let's see where this train ride takes me. This one, not so much. Hmm. Maybe I should recommend like an episode or something and you should watch that and just see if that does anything for you. If it's one of the later ones, like you say, they kind of change their arcs. They change their characters a little bit. They're not such unlovable douchebags. Then maybe, I mean, I I do kind of want to see what the enthusiasm is all about i'm just not willing to spend the time to build up to that moment i i understand that like the one episode that i watched yesterday that i just absolutely thought was hilarious it's 
they go to get married. They're going to get married, supposedly. And um, they were just going to go down to the city hall. And she was trying on a wedding dress at her office. She just got this new office that has this fancy bathroom that this toilet is is one of those toilets that does like like it cooks you breakfast too you know it's it's one of those like fancy toilets and she sits on it and you know starts playing with the buttons and then starts getting off on the toilet because of the bidet and everything so then she is in a wedding dress and she just turns on all the settings and just sits there and then she basically passes out and wakes up like a couple hours later <laughs> and it was just funny and then she stands up and then all of this water drops out <laughs> it's really funny uh but yeah so she missed her wedding because she was getting off on a toilet so i mean i don't do that i don't have a fancy toilet i have a bidet but i don't have a fancy toilet that you know like heats the seat and makes you breakfast and tells you you're pretty i don't have that it'd be nice to have a toilet that tells me i'm pretty yeah life goals <laughs> Well, that's a great ass. <laughs> exactly. Imagine walking into a bathroom and you hear that. Sit on me. <laughs> totally, totally not creepy at all. <laughs> Chop your loads down my throat. <laughs> all right. And this is the not safe for work podcast. Oh, none of them have been safe for work. <laughs> well, I have, I've had friends who've listened with their, their kids and learned pretty quickly that I, we swear a lot. Oh, so. sure. But I mean, whatever. All right. So Ryan McPartland, you know, I wish you well in all your acting vendever, endeavors. Vendeavors. What the hell am I saying? Vendeavors. I like <laughs> Vendeavors. <laughs> I'm just creating words on the spot. What's the all, definition all for Vendeavors? All your Vendeavors and Vin Diesels. Mm-hmm. No, fuck, the, fuck Vin Diesels. <laughs> Fucking horrible actor. I'm sorry. I do not like him at all. The only thing he does that I like is is Groot. <laughs> well, you like Vin Diesel, don't you? I like the movies that he's been in. Yeah. But do you think he adds something to that role? Absolutely. That... You do? Oh, yeah. Hmm. Big, dumb, single-minded meathead? Absolutely. I think he pulls that off pretty well. Well, I mean, yeah, but... Well, the problem with Hollywood is basically you do one role and you end up playing that same role in different movies because that's all you do. You, you're just this person and anymore. You don't really have, I mean, there are some people that you'll branch out and do multiple different things, but most people are just boom, like Will Ferrell. I mean, yeah, some of his movies have been funny, but he basically plays the same fuck nut in every movie that he's in. And he gets fucking paid for playing that same character. Yeah. It's all about the perspective. Mm-hmm. From an actor's perspective, sure. You want me to rehash the same shit that I did in the last movie and I'm still going to get paid for it? I can do that. Yeah. This kind of is somewhat of a topic that I kind of wanted to, to get into at some point in time, but I'm not as prepared for it. But I mean, I'll talk about it, I guess. And, and I know that you have a lot of things that you want to get to, and we'll get to that in a second. But there's a thing like with Hollywood or whatever. So you watch a movie and you're like, okay, like now how would, how would you feel about recasting that movie? So for instance, like take a movie like Reservoir Dogs. Okay. Now think, you remember that movie? 
I do. Yes. Okay. Not specific details because it's been quite some time since I've seen it, but yeah, I remember it. Yeah. So I, I, I remember it to an extent. Uh, I own it, but I haven't watched it in a while. So go let's, let's recast that. Okay. With let's say the golden girls, the cast of the golden girls recast it with the cast of the golden girls who would play who? <laughs> Uh, I think Betty White would play Mr. Pink. That's um, uh, Steve Buscemi. Steve Buscemi. Okay. I just think it would be really, really funny to see her kind of tongue-in-cheek wholesomeness with his almost perpetually offended scowl and behavior that he has throughout that movie. Like, Mm -hmm. Buscemi has some really, really entertaining lines. Mm -hmm. And Betty White, would be able to portray that kind of indignant assault the best out of all of them, I think. Okay. Uh, so, so Betty White is Mr. Pink. Yeah. Okay. So, so we've only got four golden girls, so they have to be very particularly placed mm-hmm. in a cast. Tim Roth mm-hmm. as Mr. Orange. That's totally Estelle Getty. Yeah. She, I, she would absolutely be able to play the inside man there. Uh, <laughs> and Michael Madsen as Mr. Blonde, just for the torture scene alone, that's B. Arthur. Could you imagine B. Arthur doing that scene? That's fucking comedy. That's, that's like the darkest of dark comedy. It would be spectacular. Well, that's why, like, I, so the whole idea of this was, okay, uh, having a little segment called recasting and it's where you take a movie and the movie that I thought of was Reservoir Dogs and you interject that with a different cast from a different show or movie or whatever. So I decided, okay, it would be funny to see the cast of the Golden Girls to play the cast of Reservoir Dogs. So like with the main you know characters or whatever, you don't have to do everybody, but and so, like, the four main stars would be B. Arthur, Betty White, Rue McClanahan, and Estelle Getty. Yep. Those four as, like, people in this, in the, the Reservoir Dogs movie. Like, so, and even if you want to add, because there's how many people? Is there five in Reservoir Dogs? Is that right? Uh, six, I six. believe. Yeah. So, we can add two more women if we want from somewhere else. Okay, so you want I'll, like a full cast replacement? Full full cast replacement on the main characters. Not we have to do everybody in the movie, but all right, we'll roll down. So I've got the IMDb listed up, and I have okay. who played who in order. Uh, Rue McClanahan plays Harvey Keitel's role as Mister White. She's the character that can't believe she's been betrayed by Tim Roth, Mister Orange, Estelle Getty, because why not? <laughs> Michael Madsen, Mister Blonde be arthur because like i said that scene is just really funny in my head and then yeah uh betty white does steve buscemi's mr pink that leaves us with edward bunker as mr blue who had kind of a bit part and quentin tarantino as mr brown okay both of them are kind of bit parts i mean sure they have some really good lines and they have some good scenes in there but the story didn't revolve around them so who do we put into those roles I, I don't know, like my imagination as a casting director has pretty much been spent because it's right now revolving entirely around that scene with B. Arthur just terrorizing the captured police officer. Okay, if we're going to 
add other actresses into that for the like other two bit parts. I would say Deborah Jo Rupp, who plays the mother in that 70s show. Okay. Cause I like her as, as uh, she's been in a lot of things. So in, in I, I like her in that. So I don't know which role I, I honestly don't remember either of those to that much in the movie because it's been so long since I've seen it which is why I kind of want to do a little bit more preparation for this but hey you know when do we ever prepare right Uh, spontaneity is king yeah so this is another idea that you know for next well for future uh, podcasts we can do this little thing called recasting and just take a movie in a movie or tv show or whatever and just recast it with other people and just talk about it or whatever i like it it sounds fun so in this one even without preparation how would your casting list appear uh i i i really i wanted to watch i wanted to watch an episode of golden girls and then i wanted to watch the movie and i wanted to do do that so why don't we actually do that you know for a homework assignment with the next for the next month well i'll give i'll give you some time you know, we could watch an episode of The Golden Girls and watch the movie Reservoir Dogs. Do you have it? Do you own it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So why don't we do that and then revisit that and be like, you know what? Yes, these people definitely should be. So okay. so we'll. So I mean, it'll, it'll be, be a cliffhanger. It'll be great and easy for me because I'm pretty sure my answers won't change. Yeah, but I I I want to I wanted to do a little bit more research because like I I honestly. I haven't watched the Golden Girls since they it, it is aired in whatever that year was, 90 something. Long ass time ago. Yeah. So I I kind of want to I kind of want to do that. 92, eight, 85 to 92 was the Golden Girls. And Reservoir Dogs came out in 92. Yeah. So yeah, they would have been free and open to play those characters. Exactly. It's, it's almost perfect. It's dream casting. <laughs> But there's also, you know, other, I mean, there's so many other movies and TV shows that we could pick apart and, and recast. And so I think that would just be a fun little thing. And if anyone has any ideas for shows or whatever, or specific casting, you could, so yeah, send us a, a message on Instagram or Facebook or, you know, message me and Tony if you know who we are. So yeah. And send us free shit. <laughs> Speaking of which... The send us free shit campaign is working. Oh yeah, who sent you it free is. shit? So, uh, not a company. Our number one fan, Michelle, sent me a giant container of spices, and this was from a company called Alchemist's Fire Barbecue. This thing is bigger than like a can of pop. Loads of spices. This is the Power Word Grill Beef Rub, and. I don't have a grill. I haven't purchased one since we moved here. And I think when I moved, the old one needed so much cleaning. I just tossed it. But no, didn't you, didn't you just put it on my porch? <laughs> Did I, is that okay? That might be, that it might was be beyond the, repair. I just left it on the Indies porch. Cause I didn't want to deal with it. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. I was like, I'm not, I'm not taking it in the moving truck and I'm not cleaning it and everything. And it's just easier to let you use it. So probably if it's the one that's still out on your porch, then hooray. Yeah. But yeah, I haven't replaced it. So I'm assuming that if I put this on steaks, it would be really, really good, but instead put it on burgers. 
because I like to spice up my burgers when I throw them on the George Foreman grill because I can do that all inside the house without having to leave the safety of my four walls. It was pretty damn tasty. Uh, there is a lot of garlic. So mm-hmm. based on your review of the Pitson ketchup that Michelle had sent us yes. a few months back, it may not be for you, but the garlic, salt, and pepper and everything that was in there was pretty damn tasty. So she sent this to me. I know she's itching for a review. Thank you, Michelle. It was really good. I have more than I know what to do with because there is so much of this here. I will have this thing for probably a decade or more. There, Everything on the label and everything is based around kind of D&D. It's Power Word Grill. They've got this explanation of why they chose the name and everything on there. You can hit them up at alchemistfirebbq.com. I haven't actually gone there because I know that, like I said, this jar is going to last me a decade or more, but uh, it was pretty tasty as an example. So I received free shit. I reviewed free shit. Well, free shit is always good. So I'm glad that you got some Alchemist Fire. So would you say that you would put that on every burger that you make here on out? Or is it something you have to be in the mood for? There is a distinct possibility that that would be added to as many burgers moving forward as I would have. I would probably trade off with just kind of basic red pepper flakes as well, Hmm. because sometimes simpler is nicer. I like to throw in a whole lot of red pepper flakes and uh, maybe a little bit of like jalapeno juice in the burger patty itself when I make it. So Mm I trade off depending on how much spiciness I really wanted that night. Yeah. When I cook burgers, the spice that I use is, use is Slap Your Mama seasoning, which is fantastic. I really, really like that. The cafeteria that I had at work used to have that, and you had to specifically ask for it because the the cook there, I, I went there for breakfast all the time to get a bre- breakfast sandwich, and he would put some of that on my breakfast sandwich. It was great. And then it's got, got burgers, and then it's like a oh, pizza, whatever. You just put it on everything. It's good. Put it in salad. It's just delicious. Slap your mama seasoning. And they have a, an extra spicy one too. It's like extra Cajun-y and it's, it's, it's a little hot. Did you get anything else or? So I did mm. from a different method. And there's a story behind this one. So bum, bum, bum. a friend of ours and our DM, Ethan has set up a podcast and he's been asking me questions about how we set up this podcast and what we do and how to record and a whole bunch of stuff. So I've been sharing kind of the lessons learned with him and his co-host, Mike. This past week, I was actually a guest on that podcast. Their podcast is called Fireside Interview and Reviews, and it can be found on iTunes and Spotify and Anchor and pretty much everywhere else as well. As a guest or If you submit a question for the guest to answer, Ethan is generous enough to have one of his friends send you kind of a gift package. And I received that. I get this package of a whole bunch of dice and one very special die. This was uh, one of Ethan's personal friends creates specialized D20s. And she has an Etsy shop called Origin Story Dice. There are a whole bunch of underscores and stuff in there, and I don't have the URL at hand at the moment, but Origin Story Dice, she hand creates these, hand paints them and everything, and I got it in a nice little box. That's the one that I'm using to roll up my character arcs and attack rolls right now. Oh, that's cool. 
Well, yeah, you'll have to send me a picture of it so I can put it up on the page. Yeah, it's it comes in a nice little box with this kind of like polyester cotton padding inside. Mm-hmm. It's uh, so there are different types of dice. There are a whole bunch of folks that are molding new ones, and it's it's kind of a booming business now. Yeah. But this specific die isn't kind of the old school Chessex mold where all the corners are rounded and it has a different look and feel to it. This has kind of like a transparent internal marbling and it is the sharp edged dice, which I really, really like. There's Mm. just something about those sharp edges that's kind of aesthetically pleasing. All of my other dice, except for one set, is the old school kind of Chessex mold. I have one metal die set Mm -hmm. and I have this one now that is the sharp edged one. And I think from this point forward, I'm going to specifically look for sharp edge dies because I like them. Hmm. I I don't think I've really seen the sharp edged ones because, you know, I mean, all the ones you buy on eBay or Amazon or whatever, or the game store, they're all rounded. So yeah, those are all the old, like old school Chessex molds. Mm -hmm. But yeah, the sharp edged ones are pretty nice. Yeah, I will check that out and we will promote because, you know, we like people <laughs> and, you know, maybe they'll listen to us too. So sure thing. Yeah. So yeah, the, the send us free shit campaign, things are going well. Okay. Well, we're still looking for more free shit. So please, of course, send us your free shit and not your used free shit. We want new stuff. We don't want to, you know, review your, your dirty underwear. Ah, choosing beggar. Look, we have standards. They might be low standards, but we have standards. So uh, was that all you had for for those? Uh, do you have more free shit? No, those were the only uh, free shit stuff stories that I got for the past, actually, week and a half. Well, damn, it was a busy week. And it was, yeah. All kinds of free shit. Let's see, what did I get? Mm, nothing. Yeah, I didn't get anything. So. Santa Claus of the free shit didn't deliver? No, there was no Santa. Like, I mean... Even Amazon didn't really deliver me much this week. So I don't know what that says. You're losing favor. Or I'm just being better with money. I suppose nah. that would be a hypothetical as well. But no, I, I would I would suggest you get back to some kind of a ritualistic consumer spending in order to make sure that the offerings are delivered to your door on a regular basis. Yeah. I mean, I just like getting something in the mail every day, preferably not a bill, something that's tangible that I could open up and you know play with. Unfortunately, there are too many times where you get a box in the mail and you're like, what did I order? Huh? Well, this really is a surprise. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder what it could be. Oh, damn. It's just toothpaste. Yeah, it's it it sucks when it's not anything fun. It's just like, yeah, it's a necessity. Like I need toothpaste. So I'm going to order toothpaste and somebody had to box up my toothpaste and ship it. And then I get it. And it's just like, yeah, toothpaste. You know, they have that stuff at the local grocery store. Yeah, I know. But then you would have to get up and go to the grocery store. and Or you could just have that delivered with your usual groceries. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't, ha- I don't have my groceries delivered because I really never know what I want. It's not like I usually go to the store and I have a plan. It's more uh, of, okay, I know I need to get, like today I had to go and get my allergy med meds. And I usually get that at Target because it's cheaper at Target. So I ran out on Friday and I meant to go yesterday, but I just didn't get a chance. So I had to get up and go this morning. And it's just, 
you know, I, I, it's like, okay, what do I want? And then you just walk through, do a quick walkthrough. Cause it's not like browsing like it used to be because there's COVID. So like, you know, I don't want to be walking around a store in a mask for two hours or an hour or 40 minutes. It's like, I just want to get through and get my shit and go. So you kind of go through the, the aisles that you normally go through. Cause we all have our own way that we go through a store. Like, do you, do you shop at Target at all? Did you ever? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So when you go in, do you have like a specific, you run to the exact same, the exact things that you, you know you want or need, and then you just leave? You're not like really browsing anything? Yeah, because I hate shopping. So I will mm. go in there with a plan. Hopefully I know where it is and they haven't shuffled things around overnight. And I will beeline to wherever it is, pick that up, beeline the fuck back to the cash registers and get out of there when you said i you know two hours or an hour or 40 minutes into a store like my heart started palpitating i was like that's fucking nightmare inducing to be in a store for that long like what could you fucking do in a store for that long i want to get in there grab the shit that i need walk up to hopefully the individual scanners rather than dealing with somebody there who touches all of my shit and puts it into a bag. And this is a monetary transaction. Very simple. Computers do it. I'm out the door and I'm on my way to doing anything else, which at this point is either playing World of Warcraft or Valheim, but much better than sitting in a store browsing at any kind of shelves with whatever kind of random shit they're going to throw at me. Today, as I was walking up to the registers, now there's like a person with a little podium type thing uh, who's in like in the main aisle, like where all the check or the registers are and everything. And he's just there and he's like, are you, excuse me, sir, are you checking out? And I'm like, uh, yeah, I will be. And he's like, I can check you out here, which it's like the registers are over to the right. He is on the left side of this, this aisle and it's, right across from it and it's just like okay but i could just do this myself at the self-help ones that i normally go to and it's like so i went over to him and then like i'm checking out at this like podium that's not even it was just weird i i don't i don't like i didn't like it (laughs) see another one we're having an entire podcast of arguments here I did experience that once where it seemed like a lot of people had the same idea as me, get in there, grab a couple of things, go to the self-help checkout. I was walking by with like a bucket of cat litter and a pack of toilet paper or something random Mm -hmm. shit that I would get at target. And there was a line that had started to fill out for a couple of the self-help and they had cashiers and everything open. And yeah, this dude standing at like this little podium with a, the receipt machine on his hip, on his belt. I was like, yep. are you checking out? I was like, damn sure I am. And he was just like, boop, boop, done. Transaction finished. I was out of there before the people that were in the self-help lines were able to scan through it because you can't trust those Luddites to actually conduct that transaction in a timely fashion. Out the door, done. Made me incredibly happy. Even though I had to deal with a person, this person was quick, friendly, concise, and basically made my day that much brighter because I didn't have to spend any more than absolutely necessary under Target's roof. Okay. The problem that I had with it was this. It was early in the morning. So let's just say that they they had opened recently, not like when the store opened, but they were open for a little while. There was no one at the registers 
So it's not like I had to deal with anybody. I was just going to self-checkout, do my thing, not be bothered by anybody. I even went in to the store with headphones on just to like tune everything out and just do my own thing. You know, so for one, I had to like tap, you know, like now I had to listen to this guy. And it's like, it's like I wasn't allowed to go to the self-checkout. It's like I had to go there. And it's just like, no, don't tell me what I can and can't do. So I guess that's more of my problem is like somebody was telling me what to do. And I just like, fuck you. I didn't want to do that because I want to do whatever I want to do. Okay. Uh, No, I can understand that. And you can now look at this as a lesson learned Mm -hmm. because when you experience that in the future, I think your only course of action is to not tap your earphones and your earbuds in order to silence them or whatever. So you can interact, but continue walking by with your basket or whatever you have, give them the finger and stare them straight in the eye, assert fucking dominance, be like, no, fuck you. Just stare them in the eye, give them the finger as you walk over to the automated scanners and then conduct your business and leave. Like that's, that's the only solution right now. That's how I see it. uh, Well, I mean, your solution is to basically tell somebody off and I just, I didn't, the thing is that's even part of the problem. Cause like, I'm, I don't even want to talk to the person. I don't want to, I don't want to have the discussion or, or tell them off because I just don't want any interaction. Like okay. I just wanted to go and do my thing and, you know, and check out and then be done. Not like have to like deal with somebody. Cause especially like with, with COVID and everything, I'm like, I'm not out and doing all the things I used to do before, which like, yeah. I would go to Target and you know what? I would have a drink or two and then go to Target because then it's just like, okay, well now this is fun because it's more enjoyable when you're looking at stupid things while you're, you know, whatever. I don't really do that anymore though. I just get in and get out. Get into your business, get out. Those are, those are life lessons and wise words. Hmm. So you had that spice this week or whatever. Can you think of any, I guess what I want to say is failed condiments. Okay. For me, I like ranch dressing on mostly everything. There's ketchup, you know, I like Lulu's uh, hot sauce, whatever, but there are a lot of failed condiments out there. Like Kraft made ones called Mayo Q, which is mayonnaise and barbecue, which you'd think would be maybe okay because Kraft makes a, an okay mayonnaise and an okay barbecue sauce. But together, they just do not really go well. And then there's like other ones like uh, ketchup and ranch and other things. Is there any condiment that you just find disgusting? Horseradish, like whatever, fuck that. Pickles, all that. Is that like condiment or is that like a dressing? I don't know. Like, like you know, not like a dressing like, like ranch or anything, but like something you just put on your, I don't know. All right, so there might be some wiggle room with the definition of condiment here. If you have sliced dill pickles that you're placing on a burger in order to dress it up a little bit, then sure, I can buy into the fact that they are condiments. Mm -hmm. Oh, there are plenty on my list of things I will never have. Mayonnaise, barbecue sauce, sweet relish. So like, we're just knocking them off. The things that you just talked about were like, oh, this kind of goes together. No, it fucking doesn't. Well, mayonnaise is just absolutely disgusting on anything and everything. It shouldn't exist. Barbecue sauce, there's something about it, and I'm not a fan, which is funny because I just said this Alchemist Fire barbecue stuff. It was their barbecue beef rub, but it didn't have that like sickening sweetness. 
my dislike for barbecue sauce stems from early childhood, like all kinds of things do. My parents used to love going to Isley's for their chipped ham and Isley's barbecue sauce. That mm -hmm. was one of their delicacies. We were not a very wealthy family. Isley's was a big thing around Pittsburgh and they had grown up with it and they found that they loved this specific concoction. The way my parents would cook this stuff made the entire house smell like barbecue. And I thought it was disgusting. So if I could spend the entire day when they would make this outdoors doing anything but, I would. And eventually my parents got to understand that this wasn't just me being a picky eater. I actually had physical revulsions to it. So they stopped bitching and let me go and do whatever. But that has stuck with me. That sweetness of barbecue sauce, and I'm just not a fan of. So that goes away. Mustard used to be one of those things. Now I like it in moderation. Uh, I still won't have it on soft pretzels because that's an abomination. Soft pretzels are for nacho cheese and nacho cheese only. I'm a purist and fuck anybody else that says otherwise. End of fucking conversation. Um, but mustard on other things, sure. I'm kind of on board with that. All of this kind of rant aside, the undisputed king of disgusting condiments was purple ketchup. <laughs> it was an unnatural affront to everything this universe means. I understand what they were trying to do. They were trying to zest it up. It's your normal ketchup, but it's not your parents' ketchup. And we're like, it's the same fucking ketchup. It's just a different color. It's unnatural and disgusting, and it shouldn't exist. And there was something different in it, and I never did a blind taste test or anything about it, but when you knew you were getting purple ketchup on a burger or on fries, whether it was psychosomatic or not, it tasted different because the color was different. And sure, mm -hmm. I could say now and try to justify my position like, oh, the dyes and the chemicals or whatever made it taste a little bit different. It probably didn't taste any different. I just remember it being disgusting because it was purple. And it wasn't even like that cool, edgy, I'm a boy and disgusting stuff is like my forte because all the toys are like slime and everything. No, it was just this is gross and shouldn't exist. Yeah, I mean, the purple ketchup, there was green ketchup too. Yeah, green ketchup didn't didn't activate that revulsion like purple ketchup did. It was there and it was marketed the same way, like, oh, we're edgy because it's not your red ketchup. I, I was not into, I, I tried the, the colored ketchups, but when you're eating ketchup, for me, it, it's red. That's the one thing that should be this color and it should be no diversion, diversion. Diversion? What the fuck? Is that, is that even the right word? Diver There's no divergence. Divergence. Um, yeah. So you don't fucking, it's, it's red. It should be red and that's it. There, there's no other color ketchup. Unless it's a little pinkish because you added a little ranch to it. But like their like ranch ketchup is just not good. Although spicy ketchup, I, I like a little spice in ketchup. So I don't mind a little, little bit of kick, a little, little bit, bit of, kick. of kick in your ketchup. Well, like Chula or like Frank's Red Hot, add that to it. I, I like doing that. I was at the store today and they had some different types of of condiments. And like they, there was the Kraft Ranch, the Mayo Chup, and uh, then they had the uh, Mayo Q as well, which I just whatever. If you like to mix condiments, and lots of people do, because mm -hmm. it eventually all ends up in the same place anyway, 
It's a matter of taste. In the toilet. Sure. <laughs> One way or another. Yeah, it's going to end up there. But uh, yeah, it just makes things a little bit simpler. It allows yeah. them to get a nice mix of this stuff. It keeps you from mixing things in the different jars because there's nothing worse than like if you're a bystander and you want to dip something in ketchup and there's a mixture of something else that's in the ketchup, like mm -hmm. somebody dipped, I don't know, fucking ranch in ketchup, like a goddamn barbarian. And there's ranch on top of the ketchup. Now that entire ketchup container is useless. It should be burned, gone, whatever, but not consumed by humans. Now you have your own little jar of whatever concoction you would like and hybridize mm -hmm. whatever. And sure, I guess it's making them money. The, the one thing that I wish that we could actually buy condiment wise would be Pizza Hut's marinara sauce with ranch dressing mixed. Well, there you go. You can send that as a business idea to Pizza Hut and say, listen, guys, Heinz is doing all this crazy shit. You should get in on it. Be a competition. Yeah, because that's one thing that I really loved growing up is when we'd go to Pizza Hut and we'd order two orders of garlic bread with cheese and get a side of marinara and a side of ranch. And we'd dip the shit out of that in both of those. And it was so fucking delicious. Well, you didn't do, did you do the ranch with that? Because you're not Hell a ranch. Hell no, I'm not a ranch person. So, but yeah, but you know, the rest of us, normal people. Yeah, barbarians, yeah. Yes, barbarians. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I, I enjoyed that. So that I wish that we could actually purchase that. I kind of like the idea. So you had mentioned this and touched on it a little bit with the ketchup is red and it should be red and mm -hmm. everything else is heresy, which I'm on board with. All of this stuff is very blanketed within American culture. So you know what ketchup is supposed to look like. You know what mayo is supposed to look like. That's the wild fucking West when I look at condiments in a different culture, like Indian food or mm -hmm. Polynesian food. I don't know what the condiments are supposed to look like. I just pour them in a little dish or a little jar or something, give them a shot, see, hey, does this work? So yeah, like the local Chinese place might have soy sauce that is like a green or an orange mm -hmm. instead of the brown kind of kikaman sauce that you see in the grocery store. And I'd be like, well, I don't know. Doesn't, doesn't mean anything to me where somebody who grew up with that would be like, are you fucking kidding me? It's the brown sauce or nothing. What are you doing? And I'd be like, I don't know. Yeah. Because I didn't have those preconceptions from childhood of ketchup is red. End of story. There is no discussion here. It's not purple. It's not green. It's not pink. It's red. So that might have a little bit of effect on my bias with uh, condiments. Just a bit. Basically, you you like ketchup, mustard, and mustard nacho in moderation and, and nacho cheese. Nacho cheese, chili, pickles, uh, which is funny because I don't like relish, but I like pickles. Any kind, usually hot sauce, like I said, Cholula, uh, Frank's Red Hot. But uh, yeah, no mayo, no barbecue sauce, no relish. Avoid it like the plague. I, I did have Pizza Hut yesterday. We went and played disc golf, and after me, Jay, and, and Nick... And afterwards, we, we came back here and watched disc golf on TV because the Las Vegas Open is happening right now. And we ordered Pizza Hut and it was it was good. It was like, you know, one out of, you know, every like three months you order Pizza Hut and that was that was it. So, yeah, pizza's so freaking good, though. I mean, you do get sick of it at times, but it's bread and it's cheese and let's throw a little bit of sauce on it. And it's just and pepperoni because pepperoni and, and it's delicious anchovies and pineapple and green peppers and fuck you 
and you and you because none of those should be on pizza oh sure they're delicious no you eat pineapple on pizza yes and anchovies yes how often do you order anchovy pizza not very often at all okay so in your life how many times would you think you've ordered anchovy pizza less than five okay so (laughs) have you ordered anchovy pizza since you moved down there no okay so tell me more about how much you love anchovy pizza Oh, I didn't say I loved it. I just said it was on there and people like it. So it's obviously an available topping. Yeah, but but who eats that shit? Well, I've eaten it. I don't eat it regularly, but I've eaten it. Yeah. I have I have a coworker who used to order anchovy pizza all the time and I just find that disgusting. I don't want like little beady eyes on my fucking food. Uh, you get you get them all like chopped up so you don't actually have a real fish on your your pizza. No, that the, the, they weren't like that. Oh, <laughs> when you ordered yeah. pizza, it was little fucking fish looking at you. Mm, yeah, that that might throw things off when you can see the organism that you're actually eating when they're chopped up and it's just basically like salted meat. It's not so bad. No, it's bad. There's that's something that shouldn't be on pizza. That pineapple, like not ah, pineapple on pizza, especially with ham, like the Hawaiian slices, spectacular. Yeah, none of that sounds appetizing to me that just sounds well that's because you eat ranch <laughs> well i mean that doesn't ruin my palate <laughs> i mean it just it, i'm just a picky eater and eating like, like i don't this i don't like texture of pineapple i think that's part of it and, and it's i don't know it's got a weird taste i don't like a lot of things so i'm a difficult person <laughs> You all don't around. say. All around. <laughs> I am just difficult in every way. Now I'm thinking about all my life choices. What the fuck did I do? <laughs> yeah, we started down this avenue with anchovy pizza and pineapple pizza. And now I'm having a midlife crisis. And <laughs> what have I been doing with my life? <laughs> yeah, really. What have I been doing with my life? Well, let's see. Hmm, nothing. And um, <laughs> nothing again. Okay, well, then maybe I should do something finally. Video games and disc golf. Well, I mean, yeah. What else are you going to do? Exactly. Well, the good thing is this week I was able to get out Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. So progressively got worse <laughs> throughout the week as I played more. But also the, the and it's weird because the conditions were worse. I mean, there, were, there was a lot of snow and ice on the ground on Tuesday and Thursday and you know, we played Moraine on on Saturday, and it was it was it was wet and it was muddy. It didn't play all that well. Although I fucking I uh, eagled eighteen in the long position, so that was fun. I had a a really awesome drive, and then I was able to throw in my I was like eighty feet or so, maybe threw it in. That's a pretty good putt. Yeah. Hopefully the weather's breaking and we'll be able to get out more. Is it is it warming up down there for you? Because, I mean, wasn't it getting chilly? It, it was. For a little bit, it was chilly. It was during the daytime in, like, the low to mid-70s. So, mm-hmm. yeah, a little chilly. But now we're sol- solidly back in, say, the mid-80s on a regular basis. Well, that's good. So you're going to get out and get some exercise and do some stuff? Uh, the pool might be opening up soon. Won't have to have the heater on for that. Just let the solar heat the, the water up. My yeah. re, my quick repair on the pump 
worked wonders. I am now a um, self-certified PVC welding expert with my own like kind of stamp of approval. Hmm. I, I'm not contracting out. Sorry, folks. I won't be doing that as a business. I'm keeping this life skill to myself, but I'm pretty happy with it. There are no leaks. The pump works. Well, that's good to hear. So yeah, that will be the extent of my outside activity aside from maybe walking through the neighborhood. Hmm. Yeah, it's a shame you don't play disc golf anymore. Eh, it's not fun doing it by yourself. Yeah, but you can find people down there to do it. Well, I could, but then I'd have to talk with people. Yeah, but you know, I mean, you had to talk with people before and hey, you met me and Jay and Dear well, I didn't and... I didn't meet you through disc golf. Yeah. We met much earlier than that and then disc golf came later. Yeah. But you would have something in common with other people that you would have something easily to talk about. You know, you could be like, Hey, I like disc golf too. Cool. Do you like drinking whiskey? Yes. Okay. You know, do you like crack? No. Okay, good. You know, you can weed out the people. Yeah. I mean, if we had a specific flow chart hierarchy of how a conversation would go, then sure. Like, do you like disc golf? Yes or no. If it says no, then okay just dismissed it'd be like speed dating that would be kind of fun do you, you like crack yes okay thank you next <laughs> you need an if slash then flow chart mm -hmm. you know of how to meet people tony style right just make it nice simple and effective we're good to go and i'd have to randomize it because you know because i do this too when you're doing those kind of surveys there's this little voice that's like i should tell them what they want to hear for whatever reason, like, mm -hmm. do they want me to come back? Or are they paying me for this? Blah, blah, whatever. Instead of being just blatantly honest, sometimes I kind of fuck with surveys just because it entertains me. Yeah. And I think that's kind of the overarching theme here is I do stuff because it entertains me. If it doesn't, I don't do it. So if I'm taking a survey like that in this hypothetical world of like meeting people, I might just fuck with shit just to see what happens. Hmm. Do that online sometimes. What would you rate yeah. this site? Two. Why would you do this? Because blah, blah, whatever. And like go through their little survey and just put in wrong answers that I would think are wrong answers because they're the opposite of what I really think just because. Huh. But I'm an asshole. So. <laughs> Most supreme asshole. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> uh. I, I did watch some hockey last night. I watched uh, your um, Florida Panthers yeah. lose. Yep, they lost. They, uh, Horny scored, scored a goal. So A beautiful one at that. Dude. Yeah. Hornquist is fucking rocking it here. I miss him, but hey, at least you can watch him and root for him. Oh, sure. You know, Florida and all. Yeah, I. it's tough because a lot of the times – the Panthers games are on at the same time as the Penguin games. Mm -hmm. So have to make a choice. Sometimes, you know, they're staggered just enough with the calls and the delay of games and whatnot, where I can bounce between and see constant action. I will watch a Penguin game up until they have a commercial break. And then I'll switch over to the Panthers game. And mm -hmm. I'll watch that until they have a break and back and forth and bounce them. And sometimes it's just an unbroken streak of watching hockey until both games are over. More often than not, though, everything coincides, at least the intermission breaks. 
So at some point I get to make a choice of who do I want to watch win, or at least who do I want to watch not lose? And I think I started watching the Penguins game and then they were losing like two nothing. <laughs> I switched over to the Panthers game and it was just like one nothing or so. So I thought, okay, I'll watch this for a little bit too long came back to the pens game and it was like two two and i was like holy shit okay cool they you know tied everything up went back to the panthers game and it's like two two and i'm oh shit now i have like two games that are equally exciting and then i watched the rest of the panthers game and watched them lose and found out at the exact same time like within three seconds that the penguins won yeah so i was like, i picked the wrong horse here yeah, well, if you would do like I suggest and get like the app or the um the app, the NHL TV or whatever, you can watch two games at once and have them both up and you could just see everything happen at the same time. I could. Yes. And how about your boy, uh, Latang? Yeah. What, you know, he decided, oh, yeah, you know what? I might score some goals this year. I know. It came out of his shell finally. Yeah. Still doesn't make me like him. No. I mean, I'm okay with him scoring goals, but I mean, it'd be better if he was playing defense. Yeah. Better. Uh, oh, I'm right there with you. I mean, that's been my big complaint about him this entire time is he's a defenseman, right? Mm-hmm. So play the defense. And I've readily admitted that he does have some stu- superstar plays. Mm-hmm. And he showed that off last night. Some really good scoring chances, really good plays, but he also screws the pooch quite often. So there's a balance there. If he kind of brought those down to the same baseline, stopped making stupid plays and maybe decreased a little bit of his offensive risk, then yeah, he'd be on average a really good defender. Yeah. But that's not him. That's not the way he plays. He's high risk, high reward. Sometimes the high risk is more than the reward. Yeah. But yeah, I'm happy he scored. That meant the Penguins won. Yeah, and I'm I'm glad that they won. Um, it was just a lull, a lull, lull week. So honestly, and- that's that's like February in a nutshell. February and like the early part of March, it's it's the holiday fatigue, and there's a whole bunch of stuff going on at the end of the year, and then you get like you're still in that honeymoon period for the first two weeks of January, and then from there until like St. Patrick's Day. There's nothing. It's just the weather kind of sucks and you're just surviving until something else interesting happens. Yeah. Nothing interesting really happened this week. So yeah, I'm good. You good? All good. All right. Well, okay. Well, everyone have a great week. Uh, Enjoy your Thursday and have a good weekend and have a drink for us and send us free shit.